Welcome to the Student Ministry Field Guide Podcast with your host, Weston Blaha, author of Student Ministry Field Guide, Debunking the Big Kid Label. On today's episode, Student Ministry and Special Needs with special guest Corey Phillips, recorded on set at the Elevate Camp in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Welcome to the Student Ministry Field Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Weston Blaha, and I'm excited to be joined today by Corey Phillips, Director of Youth at Madison United Methodist Church in Madison, Mississippi. Corey, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Excited to be here. Hey, all right. We're excited to have you. So, Corey, let's do this. To get started, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, Are you married, kids, how long have you been in ministry, where you're currently at, and how long you've been there, things like that? Yeah. um, Obviously, as you said earlier, I'm from Madison United Methodist Church in Madison, Mississippi. Uh, I've been at Madison um, in the student pastor role for going on nine years now, be 10 in uh, August. So it's crazy. Time flies. Um, But I served at a couple churches before that. So I've been in in youth ministry for about 12, 13 years. Um, It's crazy. Um, Yeah. Makes me feel a little old, you know. <laughs> same, um, same. Been in the game a while. So um, now I'm married to my wife, Abby. Uh, we met um, in college, got married, and uh, now we have two uh, little kiddos, a four-year-old boy named Ward, turns four in 10 days, actually, and then uh, a little two-year-old girl named Holland. And so we are uh, experiencing all kinds of all kinds of fun with them. So, did, did ministry change when you added your own kids into your life? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You could do your whole, uh, you could do a whole new podcast on uh, how to balance family life with ministry. Right. You know, youth ministry pre kids was, oh, hey Abby, I'm gonna go to this basketball game tonight or this right. choir rehearsal or this whatever, whatever. There was no real schedule, and now it's like. I'm not going to leave my wife at home with two toddlers every night. Yeah, played a lot more FIFA and Halo before (laughs) kids than I have since. Um, Now I do Greek flashcards or something instead. Exactly. Um, All right, so you've been at Madison going on 10 years, and that's a a long time, right? So most, the the, the average student ministry tenure is 18 months. So so give give a tip. If you could suggest like one tip for um, longevity in student ministry, what would that be? Um. I know you said one. There's really two things okay. that like stick out to me. Um, the first one would be you have to take it seriously. Mm. Um, a lot of people jump into youth ministry thinking, we're just going to play games. We're just going to have some fun, hang out with the teenagers, and do whatever we can do. And it wears out quickly when there's no depth to your ministry. And when you realize you actually have to plan, organize, structure things, invest in kids, and it's not just fun and games, and you're like, yeah, I'm done. This is not fun anymore. That's right. Um, Very good. And then the second thing would be those who do take it seriously. A lot of those are uh, people who want to end up in the senior pastorate, mm. and they're just there, just finishing up some seminary, or just to like get a, a big pastor job mm. offer or interview, and um, and that does a disservice to the students. Um you know, they need somebody who's going to pour into their lives um, on a long term, not just looking to to make a step out mm-hmm. of student ministry. And so I think you combine those things and you get the fun-loving people and you get those that are taking it serious and they, they're not really there for the student ministry, they're mm-hmm. for the fun or till I get this, this other offer. And so um, I've always told people who've said, man, you've been at Madison for 10 years? That's a long time. So that's only three or four classes that I've seen through. That's right. That's right. Like, yeah. If your senior pastor came into your life every 18 months and said, hey, I want you to trust me and love me, and I'm going to 
be here for you, give me all your deepest, darkest secrets, and then after 18 months, you're like, I'm gone. Good luck with the next guy. <laughs> that's right. And nobody would want to say that to no. either. So, no. Very um, good. So that's... That's very good. I, I like that. That that I that recognizing the balance and then the purpose, right? And so if you can, if you don't have those things in in line, too much this, too much that, looking ahead, looking behind, it, it really messes up um, what you what you how you succeed, um, what you can accomplish, and ultimately longevity. Very good. Um, all right. So uh, I have two questions I ask whenever I interview someone. I, I want to know these two answers. So first, what are you really good at? Like if people in your church, your ministry goes, man, Corey just does this so well. Um, and then the second is, what are you not really good at? And a lot of times people won't tell you that. So you have to be pretty honest about, you know, I'm just not very good at this. Um, so what are those two things? What are you really good at? And what do you feel like you're, you're just not real good at, but you're striving to be better at it? You always hate this question, don't you? And every yeah, interview you ever go to, it's like, brag on yourself. That's right. Like, yeah. No, oh, it's awful. I, don't, I feel weird. That's, <laughs> why we're, that's why we're coming back with the hump humility at, on the second part. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to hit you with both. That's why you suck. That's um, right. No, I, I think my two strengths in ministry, obviously, um, I, I, I'm relational. I love just to, to hang out with students, get to know them, um, and to pour in them on a long, long level. And when you do that and you don't just leave after 18 months, they go, wow, this guy really does care that's about right. He really will stick it out. And he'll be here when I have kids at college that are calling me saying, hey, I'm struggling with this. Mm. I have kids that are getting married saying, I want you to do my wedding. I want right. you to walk through this part of life with me. And that's because of that relationship. And then the other the other strength would probably be teaching mm. and preaching. I enjoy it. I love it. Um, I'm a pretty animated guy. So um, I like having the, the young audience that I can crack jokes with. There you go. The older audience in the pew, even though <laughs> I love, love I'll, I'll, any pulpit, you know, I'm, I'm good with. But um and then I think the, the secondly, what are some things that I struggle with? And, um, you know, early on in ministry, it was organization. Um, I've gotten better at organization, but I also realized it takes a lot more effort yep. and time. And so um, one of the things that I struggle with now is I'm so in the moment, I'm so relational, like trips like Elevate and stuff that we do. Um, I'm just invested in the kids. I forget to take pictures. I forget to do this. I forget, and people come back like, hey, how'd, how'd y'all do? I'm like, Oh, it was fun. I posted one picture on Instagram. So I've actually like hired a guy because he's really good at social media and highlight videos and structures. And I'm like, this is a weakness of mine. I'm so in the moment that I'm like, oops, I forgot to record this or do any of this. <laughs> and so um, we get him and he like posts all these cool stuff. And even my senior pastor's like, gosh, y'all are really celebrating ministry well. And I'm like, yeah. That's a weakness of mine. So I got a guy who's really good <laughs> yeah. at this. So that's a good that's, that's good advice. You so. where you struggle, find someone who can do it well. Yep. Right? And give them a place to serve, plug them in. That's wonderful. That's For wonderful. Sure. All right. So Corey, the purpose of the podcast today is to discuss considerations, methods, and advice on incorporating students with special needs into your ministry. Um, it's a and it's a it's a pretty difficult thing, especially for young youth directors to figure out how to do well. Um, and those who've been around a little longer usually have a little more wisdom. They, they've made some mistakes. You know, they may may really regret, and they've had some successes that they can pass on some good wisdom. So, talk to me a little bit about um, why incorporating uh, special needs students into your ministry can be challenging, and how you've come to address those challenges within your ministry. Shoo. Um, yeah, obviously for me, uh, special needs hits really close to home. I have a son, as I said earlier, he's four, he's 
Uh, he was born um, with Down syndrome and a complete AV canal heart defect. So five months old, he went into uh, full heart surgery, open heart mm-hmm. surgery. It's kind of crazy, Gosh. scary, you know, first kid, um, you know, and then uh, so since then, he's everything's fixed. He's perfectly healthy. He's just an incredible, crazy goofball, and we mm-hmm. love him to death. Um, but we know there's going to be challenges ahead because yep. he's not going to be able to do all the things every other kid can do. Yep. Um, and he's going to have some struggles that other kids won't have. And so um, I know that going forward as a parent, I haven't reached this point of my kid's a teenager and I want them involved in the youth ministry, but I do have a unique perspective in that, hey, I can relate with you mm. with some of these struggles yeah. that, that you're going to go through. And I want to learn as a parent and as and as a student minister um, how to involve these, these students. I think one of the first things um, that people need to understand is – we, we tend to fear special needs because we don't understand it. Yeah. And I realized I didn't understand this world until I had a kid yeah. that had special needs. And then I was like, oh, well, the saying goes, they're more alike than different. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that. It's kind of like Frederick Douglass said, we, we, we fear what we don't know. Mm. Um, and so it's like, ooh, I don't, I don't want to step in that world. It's kind of muddy. Mm. I don't really know how to navigate it. But then we look at the ministry of Jesus and we're like, that's the world that he walked through every day. That's right. You know, the muddy one that no one else wanted to navigate. Jesus is like, I'm in. Mm. I'm in. And so um, there's there's definitely challenges. And one of the things you have to understand about special needs is every case is different. Mm. But that goes for typical kids, too. Yeah, every student Every different. relationship is different. That's every right. case is different. And so we can't be afraid to say, what can I do on this one-on-one basis? What can I do for this kid to get him mm. involved um, whether he has, um, we, we were talking earlier about special needs as a whole. Um, we tend to define that as someone with some physical or mental disabilities. But special needs is a lot more bland than that. You could have a dietary restriction of, oh, I'm, I eat gluten-free. I'm a vegetarian. Oh, I, you know, we have a girl who um, walks with a cane. Um, she she uh, had cancer of the eye and had to go to St. Jude's and do all these treatments. And so she's legally blind, but she can see a little bit. And so what, what, how do we, how do we make sure, you know, far be it from us to be a ministry that says, Ooh, you can't make it up the stairs by yourself. I don't, I don't think we can do anything to help you. You know, like <laughs> woe to us, you know, the church. So you, so you say special needs has a broader, we, we, we may use it in a more narrow term in, in sure. our society, but, but really anything that, that kind of, uh, deviates from the norm sure. and, and would be, you could kind of classify as a special need, you know, in, in youth ministry. And so that whether that's a physical handicap or whether that's um, ADD, ADHD, like oh, things yeah. that just, you know, we have a, we have a student I've had in the past that just couldn't sit still, but he didn't disrupt. And so he would just twitch, fidget, move around and walk, he'd get up and walk around. And everyone just kind of got to the point to realize if I try to make him sit, he'll just, shake until he blows up and that mm-hmm. creates the problem and but it's not distracting and we let right. him do his thing and um so i think that's really good i think this is so much broader than just how we probably use it in culture um, yeah and, and culture would look at that and they wouldn't go oh he has add he has special needs yeah. but for you in a ministry setting you had to do some things differently that's right you had a, a special set of behavioral rules for him than you did the typical you know group that's right and so it's not special needs is not a derogatory term as a lot of people like to call mm-hmm. it. It's like we just did something special to meet his needs. That's right. Uh, his or her or whoever, whether that's ordering gluten-free pizza so that these people mm-hmm. can eat, whether that's 
hey, you're light sensitive. Let We're going to leave the door open, but we're going to let you sit in another room so you can hear and you can be part of it, but the lights and stuff won't bother you. Good. And like something as simple as um, the girl that struggles to walk. All she needs is someone's arm to hold on to mm. to get from place A to place B. Hey, will you walk with so-and-so this week? Sure, I got that. Um, it's an opportunity to serve as well. Yeah, it's like uh, such a great way to plug in your leadership, students and adults, into serving as well. It just adds a place to to be the hands and feet, which 100%. is wonderful. hundred percent. Very good. What? Um, let me ask you this. So, so you're talking about finding ways to integrate people with special needs who are into the ministry. Um, and I, what I have discovered is I struggle at times to receive the trust from the parents mm-hmm. that I can handle it, right? Or that the youth group can handle Because it's a big sure. thing. If you're dealing, just depending on what the special need is, it's very difficult for a parent to drop off their child who they know needs very specific attention mm-hmm. in a group of 40 students and see in two hours. That That's a very complicated, very difficult for a lot of parents. So how sure. do you work on building trust, um, encouraging parents and having, you know, assuring them that, you have, you're going to be able to handle their kid well. You have the yeah. best intentions, and they're going to come back, and it's going to be everything's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, I think there's obviously steps to that. One of the things that I was um, super nervous about when I first started in ministry was relationships with parents, because I'm like, I'm 21 years old, and I can't go That's tell right. a parent, "Here's what you need to yeah. do." Yeah, like, feel very under equipped. You're, you're a kid, get out of here. Yeah, you know? and so now I got skin in the game. That's right. Um, when my son was born. One of the first people to call my phone afterwards was a man named Ken in our church, and his son is now in the youth ministry, mm. and his son has Down syndrome. Okay. And he said, Corey, I heard, just let you know I love you. What do you need? I will walk you through how to do uh, Social Security for him, disability, That's home. Awesome. Like, I got wow. whatever you need. And from that moment, it's kind of like, this dude, like, cares about me. Yeah. And he knows what it takes to go through this. And so now that their son is in the youth group, uh, I've talked with both of them, and we have that relationship. And it's, I want him to be part of this group. He needs this. Mm-hmm. He's he's in sixth grade, but he's a couple years older than everybody else because he was held back to, yeah. to make sure that he That's was right. mature enough. Um, and so well, what can we do? And with those parents, first off, if the parents know that I love their kid and that I want them there, they're going to want them there. That's right. Um, so if you don't have a relationship with the parents, but you're like, why isn't your kid coming? You're missing it. That's right. Call mom or dad. Can I go to coffee and sit down and talk with you about what do I need to do to, to make this a good place for mm. so-and-so? Um, and for them, it's he just has a problem with, like, running off. Like, just yeah. – I mean, he's not he's not a runner. He's not, like, a, a flight risk. Yeah. But it's like – nobody, Yeah, if nobody's yeah. focusing, I'm just going to go meandering and I'm across the street and nobody knows where I went. And so um, she was like, I would even pay – for a college kid or a leader or whatever to, to kind of be his buddy. Not to overdo it and hover over him, but just be in the room. Yeah. It's like, hey, it's Eyes time to go to worship. Tanner, we're going, we're going up here. Yeah. Um, we're going up this place. And so um, he's he's an incredible kid, and um, his two older sisters were in the student ministry too. So we have um, a, a connection mm-hmm. and a relationship and a trust, mm-hmm. and they know what goes on. Um but it's one of those things, if you truly want those kids to be part of your group, you would do what you did with any other kid. That's right. Hey, there's a French kid. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go have coffee with them. Mm. I'm going to go make sure I'm going to call their parents. Hey, I haven't seen so-and-so in a while. Um, and be willing to do something like 
give them a buddy yeah. to walk with. That really doesn't require a whole lot for you, but it right. meets a need for them to be able to have that body of Christ experience um, and to have that family around them. So um, I would say if the, the parents just need, you need to have a good relationship with the parents. Even if they're a kid that doesn't go to your church, you can still call the parents. Right. You can still sit down and, and have that conversation. Um, but you have to be proactive. That's right. If a parent has to hunt you down so that their special needs kid has a place, they know you don't want them there. There you go. Um, so you have to be the one that says, I want your kid here. What do I need to do? Yeah. Um, that's the first step, and that's huge. 57% of uh, special needs family feels like the church um, doesn't have things in place for their family. They've wow. left the church. Gosh. Um, and so it's one of the most unreached people groups. That's yeah. because the church is like, oh, we can't handle that. Oh, we can't handle that. Mm. And if we as student ministers say, hey, we don't know what, what you need, but let's, let us, let's talk about it. Let's, let's try and make a plan, mm-hmm. you know. And there may be cases that are extreme and you can't handle. That's right. But come on, if it's helping somebody up the stairs, right. changing a diet, be having a buddy system for some kid, mm-hmm. like we, we can do that. Yeah, we can at least try. Right. Right. That's we, exactly that's right. The, we're going to do. We can at least try. So. That's right. It, you know, it's interesting. You, you mentioned the beginning, the relationship with the parents. And, and this is just something I, I harp on because it just drives me crazy. But you go back to that 18-month youth leader tenure you're not going to have the trust of parents in 18 months or less. You can't do it. It takes time. Right. And so the value of being the importance of longevity at a church is more than just, Hey, we don't get fired a lot. Great. It, it's about the kind of relationships you're able to build with parents to minister to them. Sure. And, those, and all those take time and, and especially in special needs situations. That's like what, what you were saying is the, they got to see how I ministered to their daughters. That's right. That's and right. Two kids come through the, the youth group and they go, okay, we do trust Corey. Yep. Oh, we've seen the fruit of his ministry and whatever else. And so, um, they know that I'm capable and they trust me to build that relationship with That's their right. son. And so, um, definitely the, the longevity plays into that. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, all right, so I've got a, cu- a couple more things. So if you could offer, and we've kind of gone through this, so this may be more of a, a recap kind of thing, but if you could offer one or two pieces of advice to student ministry leaders struggling with how to best serve special, the special needs families in their church, what would you say? So it may be kind of a recap. We've covered a bunch. So highlight the two most important things, one or two most important things from our discussion. Yeah, I would, uh, I would definitely say connecting with parents is huge. Yep especially in special needs ministry where a lot of those kids can't make their own decisions to, mm. Oh, I want to go to youth or I want to do, like, That's right. you have to connect with those parents to say, yes, we can meet this need for them. Maybe they're nonverbal, mm. but they can sit through a worship service and they understand they just right. can't communicate. Well, you got to communicate with parents. That's right. Um, so parental relationships is huge in, in, um, in special needs ministry. And I want to say, Special needs parents are probably more receptive to you reaching out than a lot of typical parents would mm. be because their kids are left out of a lot of things in this world. Yeah, And so it's when true. they have someone calling them saying, I want your child to be involved, they're going to do what they can to make sure that That's happens right. too. So yeah. don't be nervous about that. Don't be scared about that. Reach out. Yeah. They would be love to know that their student minister wants their kid to be there and mm-hmm. wants to be involved. Um so parental relationships um, is is one of the biggest things that I would do, and then don't be afraid of yep. like 
a lot of times we of the students yeah yeah well yeah yeah, the students in the ministry in general it's like we think oh special needs ministry that's something huge and we can't be equipped to do well like I said a lot of times it's walking someone up the stairs it's making sure somebody doesn't wander across the street that's right it's not that hard that's right you can get a volunteer (laughs) to do that that's right but you got to be willing to talk to the parents and have that conversation and tackle that head on that's right you know it doesn't all always require some crazy medical terminology and this that and the other it can be something simple so that they can experience christ like the rest of their peers wonderful awesome well last last question for you any major no-nos that you'd warn? Like, are there any, any major faux pas, any things that you go, just don't do this, <laughs> whatever it is, just don't do this? Any advice as far as that goes? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing for me that I've noticed is kids with special needs are already singled out so much. Mm-hmm. Don't overdo mm-hmm. special needs ministry. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, don't act like these kids are in a little glass bubble. Let them be kids. Let them That's experience good. the stuff that everyone else gets to experience. They're already looked at different at school, in the community. They're already treated differently in a lot of different places. At church, they should feel included. And they should feel just like every other typical kid. Let them play the game without someone hovering over them, asking them if they're okay or this, that, and the other. Like, Obviously, there's, there's individual cases of things that are needed, but... Yeah. Um, I've just seen that so much of we, we we have good hearts and we want to take care of them, but we overdo yeah. to a point where they're like, I feel weird and excluded. And the typical kids around them see us doing that mm-hmm. and then they go, oh gosh, we can't. That's right. We can't play with him because he's too fragile. That's right. Treat it like can't. a spectacle or right. something. Like a, yeah. Right. <clears throat> and so we can give help, but let still allow them to be part of the group and not overshadow their disability yeah. um, and so um, I would just encourage that don't don't overdo it yeah. um, you know find the limit and sometimes that'll take it'll take some oh gosh yeah I probably yeah. hovered a little too much there I've and done okay. I've done that yeah parents do that every day and that's they right learn. but don't don't overdo it to where because they can they can be involved but then they could be separated while involved that's right because you've overdone that and so the the goal of special needs ministry is to make it to where they can be in a typical group and is incorporated as possible with as little difference as possible in that group. So um, that would be my big like, just don't overdo it. Yeah. Baby steps, get where you need to go. Um, And that's wonderful. Um, That's all the questions I have. Um, Any, any closing thoughts? Do you feel like we, you've, you've said everything you, you have to say? No, I mean, I, again, I'd love to continue this conversation. So, obviously, anybody listening to the podcast or That's whatever, right. they can uh, find me. Get in, I work at Madison United Methodist Church. They can get on our website, find me, That's right. you know, send me an email, shoot me a text, whatever, or get my number from Weston or whatever. <laughs> so, um, But this is, a, this is obviously something close to my heart, um, personally and in ministry. So, any other questions people have from this or any other um, insights they'd like to hear from me, like, be more than happy to share that but I appreciate you having me on and I, I love the topic and I appreciate you trying to cover it because it's one that we don't talk about a lot that's right so. well Corey thank you for coming I really appreciate it you've, you've given me a lot to think about too um, I've, I've been in ministry almost as long but what I love about these conversations is I can always learn something and so um, it's helped me I hope it's helped uh, the people listening um, so thank you and hopefully we get you on again soon for some other some more wisdom from Corey um, down the road. So this has been the Student Ministry Field Guide podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time.
If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out www.westinblaha.com and be sure to get your own copy of Student Ministry Field Guide Debunking the Big Kid Label in Kindle or paperback at www.amazon.com.